Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Jamie's podcast. Uh, We are on week six of our sessions here with our business law um, discussions. So thank you for coming back. Tonight, we'll be talking about the legal environment of business relations. With that, we'll hit on some certain key items here. Um, The first one that we want to discuss tonight is property liability. So what exactly is property liability and how does that apply to the legal environment of business relations? So property liability is the legal responsibility imposed on a business for the manufacturing or selling of defective goods. There are three different theories to property liability that we want to discuss. Most of them you're probably already familiar with. The first is breach of warranty. The second is negligence. And the third is strict liability. Now, for this podcast, we want to focus more on strict liability. Here's an example of where strict liability would imply. Marty, who is a consumer, was injured when a hair dryer that she purchased from a company called Hair For Me Corporation caught on fire. Now, the good news is she was using it normally, but the bad news is she was injured uh, because of this product. So why would Hair For Me be held liable for the defective hair dryer according to the strict liability theory? let's break this down. So poor Marty um, is definitely going to apply to the strict liability here because strict liability means again that the business is held liable if its defective products cause injury regardless of who's at fault. Now there's some elements here that we have to prove when it comes to strict liability and in Marty's case and unfortunately for hair for me these elements definitely do apply. So the first one is, was the product defective? And that's a big positive. Yes, absolutely it was. Marty uh, was holding a dryer that did not have, um, its purpose was not to obviously catch fire and to hurt her. The second element is that the product was unreasonably dangerous. I think we all can agree that if we're holding on to a dryer that is plugged in and it catches fire, that that would definitely, you know, put us in some sense of danger. Because the dryer caught fire, um, that defect did cause injury to Martin, and that's your third element, the defect caused injury. So, in this case, um, Hair For Me has definitely fallen under that strict liability act, or strict liability law, and uh, looks like Marty might actually have a case here. All right, now the next portion we're going to talk about is antitrust laws and antitrust acts. Let's first recap what antitrust law actually means. Now, antitrust law is a set of statutes developed to regulate competition between companies, mainly to ensure that businesses are engaging in fair competition. Let's remember that the purpose of these antitrust laws is to protect consumers from unethical or greedy, say, uh, let's say greedy uh, business owners. So what does 
uh, one do, we have antitrust acts that are put into place to help prevent these things from happening. The two common ones that we um, have probably heard before is the Sherman Antitrust Act and the Clayton Antitrust Act. Now the Sherman Antitrust Act does prohibit manipulation of markets and does help to prevent monopolies. Your Clayton Antitrust Act is made um, so that it's illegal to engage in price discrimination or make executive sales and allow for private lawsuits, labor union organizations, or regulation of mergers. Now, tonight, I do want to focus more on the Sherman Antitrust Act. So let's talk through an example here of an antitrust law and where the Sherman Antitrust Act would come into place. So the example is we have High Tech Printers, which is a company that developed a new printer, the printer name HW335. And everybody wants this printer, okay? However, conveniently, the printer can only use the ink cartridges that they manufacture. So as a result, people must buy the complimentary products from them. So why is this illegal? What is wrong with this um, thought process here? Well, this is an example of why the Sherman Antitrust Act was created. High-tech printers is definitely in violation of an antitrust law. Now there's three areas of violation under antitrust. Uh, laws that we want to talk about. And that's market allocation, bid rigging, and price fixing. Now tonight, in this example, we'll talk about price fixing, which is what high-tech printers did. Price fixing happens when companies set higher than average prices for a product that is only available for purchase in the by that company. So again, that falls right into place with what high-tech printers was doing. So they're definitely in violation um, of the antitrust laws under price fixing. And the Sherman Antitrust Act would be the one to protect the consumers from them manipulating the markets in this way. Okay, now there's one other piece that I wanna talk about tonight when it comes to the legal environments here, and that is intellectual law, okay? Now, what is intellectual property law? These laws um, protect and enforce rights of creators and owners of inventions. That could be writings, music, design, and other works. These are called intellectual properties. The areas that you'll find within intellectual law would be very common terms you're used to hearing, such as patents, trademarks, copyrights, um, and trade secrets. You know, patents are used to protect new and sometimes improved products. Uh, trademarks are used to protect logos or brands. Um, copyrights are used to protect original written work. We have our trade secrets um, that are the confidential formulas, patterns, ideas, information that provides like a competitive advantage for that business. And then we have service marks, which are used to protect newer and innovative services. Um, so all of these go under intellectual property law. Tonight, I wanna hit 
most specifically on trade secrets. Um, and we've got an example here. So Coca-Cola uses a special recipe to create the bottled product. The recipe is owned by the corporation. However, Cuckoo Cola comes in and they find that recipe and they decide to use it without Coca-Cola's consent, consent. So how does this apply to the intellectual property laws? Um, let's break that down a little bit more. So this example is exactly what trade secret infringement would look like. We have to remember a trade secret is that confidential formula pattern, idea, or information that provides a competitive advantage to the business. Now, clearly, Coca-Cola is not going to have a competitive advantage over Cuckoo Cola if they taste exactly the same. Um, so, just know that when we're talking about trade secrets, it does apply to recipes, client lists, manufacturing techniques, um, and marketing strategies. So, Cuckoo Cola is definitely... Um, infringing upon the trade secret of Coca-Cola, which is a big no-no. So uh, we definitely can see that as an example of violation of the intellectual property laws. And um, that ends our session tonight when it comes to the legal environment of business relations. So tonight we've talked over property liability, most specifically strict liability, with poor Marty and the hairdryer situation. Then we have the antitrust laws and the antitrust act, most specifically the Sherman antitrust act and the intellectual property laws, which we spoke most specifically to trade secrets, but also to, we can talk to copyrights, patents, and those items there. So I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast tonight and that you're able to come back for our next one um, to discuss the next portion of business law. Thank you for joining tonight and I hope you have a wonderful weekend and a blessed Thanksgiving.